Yeah, we're back here at WWE Mentality. Got a special episode we're uploading today. We've got gentlemen on the phone with us all the way from Virginia. Is that right, JR? Virginia Beach. Virginia Beach. And this gentleman, he's no stranger to the ring from what I understand. Tell me more about this guy, JR. Well, I've seen Benjamin wrestle probably twice. Uh, we didn't know each other at that time. Uh, and honestly, still have yet to meet actually in person, but... He is fantastic in the ring. He seems to know all the chemistry and ring awareness, as they call it. I've heard a couple times watching, you know, WWE 24 and all that. But he, great character. Uh, I've I've talked to him for the last month or so. Try to get this set up, as you know. And he, he honestly just a great person to, to hear from and and talk to. So. Um, I really can't wait to ask him all these questions I wrote down and Thankfully see what he agreed to do this. Yeah, and, and thank you again, uh, Benjamin, for for coming on here on a Saturday morning. I'm sure you got better stuff to do, yeah. but um, but thank you again, as I've thanked you probably ten thousand times already. Introducing a man who needs really no introduction. He's slamming in the ring. He slams outside the ring. He does everything technical, and he will put you in your place. Introducing Benjamin. Hey! Yo, what's good, everybody? How you guys doing today? Yeah, we're living the dream down here in Derrick County. How you doing? I'm doing all right, man. Hey, thanks for having me on the podcast today. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And uh, hey, Benjamin, uh, as we were talking yesterday, uh, hopefully you can still hear me, but as we were talking yesterday, how excited are you to go to the Norfolk Scope for Tuesday Night SmackDown? Uh, I'm looking forward to it, man. Uh, I'm going to be hanging with some friends. And, uh, you know, as I'm there, I'm going to uh, be passing out flyers to the local wrestling event that's going to be coming up that, that same week. BCW uh, Cena City Showdown in Suffolk, Virginia. Saturday, uh, next Saturday, September 7th. September 7th. I'm glad you mentioned that because that's actually the first question I wanted to ask you today was what all promotions do you wrestle for and i know we can't really play favorites but which one gets the best crowd uh well all of the promotions that i wrestle for currently right now and i wrestle for uh, vanguard championship wrestling i wrestle for next evolution wrestling and i live good city north carolina vanguard championship wrestling is here in the virginia area uh, i wrestle for infinite pro wrestling which uh, they do shows in Delaware, West Virginia, and Ohio. And uh, am I anywhere else in that home? I think like those. I think those are the three main ones that I wrestle for right now. But I do have some shows coming up where I'm going to be uh, wrestling in uh, in Indiana uh, later this later this year before the year is over. So um, I'll go real quick. Yeah, the promotion in Indiana is uh, Epic Wrestling Entertainment. Oh wow. So you got a lot going on this this next couple months. Did I say Atlanta or did I say Indiana? I hope I said Indiana. I you think say, yeah, I think I said Indiana. You said Indiana. I heard. Okay, all right. In my mind, it sounded like I said Atlanta. <laughs> like I said, you got a lot going on, and uh, again, I appreciate you taking the time out of your Saturday morning. I know you, you probably got work and all, but again, thank you. So, as mo- as most people or your fans. You know, maybe have you on Facebook or maybe seeing you in the ring. You've gone through quite a transformation. I mean, you're you're in the gym, you're working out, you've lost a bunch of weight. Is I'm always wondering, you know, when we watch WWE or any other promotion, 
is that some people take time off and then come back looking a little bit stronger, looking a little bit fitter or more physique. Is is your transformation as far as like working out more and doing all that, is that for your benefit or is that a promotion type thing where they might have said, hey, we want you a little bit stronger? Uh, no, nah, that was just uh, pretty much for my benefit. Uh, you know, I've pretty much been a big guy my entire life and... You know, I was just ready to make a change in my appearance and to also get a little bit stronger. I mean, like, I was already strong before, but, you know, I just wanted to put on some more muscle and slim down and tone up. So that's the reason why I decided to, you know, go on my weight loss journey. Like, what, I used to be 456 pounds, but now I'm staying at 286. You look great, not trying to be weird or anything, but, you know, I do keep up with you on Facebook and, and throughout the social media platforms. and. Uh, to, to watch your journey through your weight loss has, has been really, I'm not trying to say fun, but it's been amazing to watch. Um, a lot of people, a lot of people go through it and 456 to 286. Yeah, dude, that's that's incredible. That's incredible. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Within it, yeah, it's, it's all it's all in the mindset and it's a mental thing, man. It's like anything is possible as long as you work hard and set goals for yourself and you know you'll be able to achieve them that's what i like to say and, and that's a that's a great message and i i never would have thought that i'd be doing a wwe podcast with uh the man sitting across from me right now and i always thank him and uh give him his due diligence as well but you talk about mindset, and I've always wanted to know, what goes through your head before a wrestling match on the indie scene? Okay, um, pretty much, it's like my head just goes blank. I know that sounds funny and, and, and weird at the same time, but uh, yeah, it's like, you know, the, my mind goes blank. Like, uh, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, you leave everything at the door before you enter the room. So, uh, I mean, like, that's pretty much what goes through my head. And, uh, oh, and that I hope that I don't, uh, you know, that I don't, uh, can we cuss on here? Uh, yeah, if, if you feel like you need feel the desire, yeah. Okay, all right. I just want to make sure. But uh, yeah, I just hope that I, that I don't shit myself. <laughs> <laughs> nerves are starting. You start getting a little bit of the nerves. I guess you start get going, huh? Yeah, because it's like, like I don't know, man. It's just one of those wrestling things where it's like, you know, you always make sure you use the bathroom before you wrestle. But then it's like sometimes it's just like, oh man, if I gotta use the bathroom and I'm about to go out here and wrestle. And it's like, you can't use the bathroom when your entrance music starts to play. Because then it's like everybody in the audience is just going to be like, yo, what's going on? I feel like that's happened. I've watched WWE, I've watched WWE a couple times and I feel like that's happened to some of those guys. <laughs> <laughs> that's good stuff. That's all good stuff. So you leave everything at the door is what you said. And it's basically like anything that you've had that's been bothering you that day, it's done, been forgotten when you get to that door because you've got to stay focused in, on what you're about to do. Is that is that a pretty accurate statement? Well, yeah. You know, and you also said something about you know the bright lights being on you and you being focused. What what is the hardest thing that you had to when you first started getting into wrestling? What's the hardest thing you had to learn and then later on adapt to? I'd probably say the hardest thing that I had to learn when I first started was um, was just taking a back bump, like uh, because it's like. If you can't take a bath bump, then it's like you really don't belong in the business. Right. And it's just one of those things where I remember, like, when I first started doing it, it was like I was trying to get used to it. I kept on landing on my ass. And it's like the next day that I would get up, it's like I couldn't feel my back of my ass. 
and I just kept on practicing it until I was able to perfect it. And after that, it's like I wasn't having back problems anymore. But yeah, if you can't do it, man, it's like you're just gonna you're just gonna be in pain, a lot of pain at that. Right. Yeah. When um, I, I'm I'm pretty sure you know Mark Myers up there in Virginia. He used to run a promotion. I don't know if he does anymore, but uh, I actually went to his training school. I want to say right after high school, and I probably spent two, three weeks there before it got kind of expensive for me, uh, driving from here to there and doing your pain. Wait, what year was this? Oh, that was uh, 2010 is when I graduated, so probably 2011. Okay, yeah, so you went, yeah, because I trained at, I trained at a school, I, I started there in 2012. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I went there and, uh, like I said, did a couple weeks, and it... Dude, tell me how difficult it was to not get your back to hurt after running ropes like that. Cause oh, honestly, yeah, man. Honestly, the mat yeah. wasn't my... Yeah, those ropes can be killer on your back, man, especially if uh, if you're not hitting them the right way. Right, yeah, yes. they can be real They can real, be real killer on your back. And, um, it's a, and, like, you know, I've seen guys where it's like they've had rope burn on their back just from running the ropes repeatedly. Yep. But, yeah, it's like, I mean, you just want to make sure that when you're doing it, that you're doing it the right way and that you're taking care of yourself. And especially, too, because it's like, you know, some guys can run the rope and they might not grab it the right way and they end up going over the top rope and injuring <laughs> yeah. themselves. So, That's one thing he yeah. told me because I, I, when I started, I, I distinctly remember that when I was running them, I wasn't grabbing the rope. And he's like, dude, you better grab that rope. You know, of course, I said, why? Because I'm a smart mouth and I you know, thought I knew everything about wrestling at the time. And he said, "If you don't grab that rope, you're gonna go over." Yeah, for real. That's one thing I, I don't, don't think I've ever. Out. I don't think I've ever seen uh, anybody at like at a in a match like on the Indies. Like I've never seen anybody go over the rope for, uh, the wrong way. But um, I do remember when I was younger, and it was uh, I can't remember what what uh, pay per view it was, but it was Hulk Hogan and. Macho Man against uh, the tower, the Twin Towers, Big Boss Man and the King after Dream, and Big Boss Man and the King, they had both went to go hit that rope at the same time, and Akeem went over it, man. No, no, did he go over it? No, he, yeah, no, I think he, he, he went under through the rope. Yeah, he went through the rope, and I was like, man, yo, it's like that's why it's like you just gotta make sure that you grab that thing because right. if you don't, man, like luckily he didn't get hurt too bad, but it's crazy, man. It's like the one false move and bam. Yeah, it's a, it's that one little mishap. I mean, we we take we look at wrestling, uh, and you might look at it different because you're currently doing it, but as far as me and Justin goes, I I think I speak for Justin as we look at wrestling. Uh, as an art form and we don't realize that the smallest little things that we have that the wrestlers have to do could be life ending or life threatening so talk talk please talk to me about what is up with this golden pinky society yeah what is what 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 got you (laughs) what got you saying you know what let's name our group the golden pinky society great name great you know great characters i think but Tell me what, what was going through your mind. Well, the Golden Pinky Society it name had came from a skit on Chappelle's show where Charlie Murphy was telling his uh, true Hollywood stories and he was telling the story about Prince. And when Prince was playing basketball with Charlie Murphy, like Prince, like Charlie Murphy said that Prince just had all these names for 
uh, moves that they were doing on the court. Like they had Computer Blue, uh, and there was another one too. But uh, one of them was called the Golden Painty. And when I first started my wrestling career, I was teaming up with a guy named uh, Mr. Picture Perfect. And one of our moves was called the Golden Pinky. And now back then, uh, me and Diamond Victor Griff, uh, we were friends and whatnot, but it's like we weren't a tag team at this point in our careers. And that's something that he always used to you know, bring up was that you know, we had the move called the Golden Pinky and whatnot, and how we would tag in and out of the ring with our pinkies and whatnot. So. Uh, when me and Griff became a tag team, uh, we were trying to figure out, like, you know, what tag team names that we could, what, what names we could go with. And before we became a tag team, like, we had already started doing moves, like, where we would put our pinky up and then we would proceed to do a move or something like that. So I was just like, yo, what do you think about the Golden Pinky Society, GPS? And he was just like, you know what, let's go with it. And that's how we came up with the name, the Golden Pinky Society. Oh, wow. So uh, credit to Mr. Picture Perfect, my, my first tag team partner, who uh, I have broken to the business with. You know, he doesn't wrestle anymore, but, you know, he was one hell of a guy to team up with, and I'm glad that I had the privilege to team up with him. Well, that's good to hear, because I've always been wondering, why the Golden Pinky Society? I mean, we hear all these names like the Club or the Usos or... What's another one? Heavy Machinery. That's, Love Heavy Machinery. Yeah, that's Justin's favorite one. What do you, honestly, what do you think about Heavy Machinery? I love them, man. They're two big guys. Uh, they move very well in the ring. It's like they do stuff that you wouldn't really see, you know, bigger men doing. And it's like they move just like the smaller guys. So, yeah, I'm a huge fan of them. See, that's the thing. See, like, Otis reminds me a lot of me. <laughs> that's why I, like, I fell in love with Heavy Machinery as soon as they broke onto the scene, you know? That's just my thing. He, he does look like he's from Wanchies, for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, you, you said you started the business in, what, 2012. So, that gives you about eight years, right? Were you training any before, like, the 2012 saying, you know what, I better take a year and train before I... I start this wrestling thing, or did, did you just jump right into no, it? No, no, I didn't. I didn't do any any stuff like that, man. It's like you know, I I just wanted to become a professional wrestler, and I was looking for schools here in Virginia, and I found I found out about SPW, and yeah, that's pretty much where I set my sights on. It was all history from that point, huh? So you talk in the beginning of the show, you talked about, uh, for lack of a better term, shitting yourself. What? When you step through the, the ropes, what's your biggest fear in a match? Uh, shit in myself. That, that's about it? Because <laughs> it's like, I don't want to, I mean, you know, you can tell if somebody shits themselves, and I wear some colorful um, ring gear, so it's like that that mark would, would be there. Like, if I was wearing my red, my red singlet, it's like you would see a brown shit stain and I don't want that. Let me ask you this, uh, Mr. Banks. Now, what, what is what is your finishing move? Tell me what your finishing move is. Um, I do the World's Strongest Slam, uh, the Vader Bomb, and I do a splash, the Money Shuffle Splash. Very nice, very nice. So, you've been in the game for about eight years now, and it's all great things. You're going to be out there. You said you're going to be out there because WWE is coming to Norfolk Scope on a Tuesday night for a SmackDown Live event. Now, you're going to be out there passing out flyers and everything like that. Now, when did you tell us again one more time when your next event is? Uh, the next the next event that I'm going to be wrestling at is uh, Infinite Pro Wrestling. That's going to be on September 6th. 
that Friday, and that's going to be in Yorktown, Virginia. And then that Saturday, I'm going to be wrestling at uh, Vanguard Championship Wrestling in Suffolk, Virginia on uh, September 7th. Now, that's all probably weather pending, being as we got a hurricane that might be making its way our direction, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. I don't, I don't really think that uh, it's going to really affect us here in Virginia because, I mean, like, we really haven't gotten any warnings about it or anything like that. The last the last storm that we had here was uh, last year, like that big storm that yeah. went through Florida, the Carolinas, and, uh, and, it, and it touched up here. It, it, it wasn't too bad, but you know, it was one. Of, it was one of those things where, it, like, uh, it affected it affected my traveling because I was supposed to go down to Florida to wrestle um, that weekend, but because of the storm and like you know the roads were uh, flooded and whatnot, you know we weren't able to make it down there. Well, uh, so I, that that pretty much wraps up my questions about you. Uh, you know, you and your uh, indie wrestling. So I want to kind of jump into. Your, your WWE thoughts now and where you think the business is going and, and what you think about that. So, obviously, you're a wrestling fan. There's a lot of different promotions out there. Uh, as of now, you got a brand new one. But strictly WWE, what got you hooked to watching? I'm sure you, you watched WWF at some point. But what got you hooked at WWF or WWE? Um, well, when I was a kid... You know, like I used to watch wrestling over at my babysitter's house and, you know, I have became a fan of, you know, obviously Hulk Hogan, Macho Man Randy Savage, Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man, and uh, the Road, not the Road Warriors, uh, the Legion of Doom. And, uh, well, I'm sorry, yeah, they were the Road Warriors in WWE, I'm sorry. But, um, but yeah, man, I mean, like, that's what really got me hooked on to it. Um, you know, I was always a huge fan of Ted DiBiase because it was just something about his uh, his character that always just really stood out to me, you know what I'm saying? And, like, that was really when I was younger. As I got older, I kind of got out of wrestling until about, like, the late the late 90s where, uh, you know, I was just watching I was watching Monday Night Raw one night and I saw The Rock up there and, you know, I, I thought the dude was amazing. He was very charismatic and whatnot. And, you know, he's what really got me back into wrestling and, you know, the whole attitude there at that point. Like, you know, it was just amazing, you know, watching it as a kid and whatnot and just wait, tuning in every week, just like watching episodes of Dragon Ball Z and whatnot because you always wanted to know what was going to happen next. There was always some crazy stuff going on. Now, now you were probably like myself and Justin where we, early Monday morning, we went to school. Well, Justin's a little older than me, so he probably wasn't in school at the same time I was. But I would always remember going to school during elementary school, middle school, and even high school at that point, and saying, you know what, Mondays always suck, but tonight's Monday Night Raw. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, that's how that's how I was, you know, just, you know, all through uh, all through my teens. I mean, at my, uh, when I was a kid, man, it's like, you knew Mondays, you were going to have Monday Night Raw, and then you knew on Thursdays, you were going to have, uh, you, you were going to have SmackDown. So it's like, those are the two days of the week that I was always looking forward to back then. See, I was a dual brand kind of guy back then. I would switch back and forth. I would be like, all right, is Raw any good tonight? No, okay, let's see what WCW Cause that's when I was watching, like when I was in my high school years, that's when there was the, the Monday Night Wars were going on. And it was all, you know, everybody was jumping ship to go to one brand or the other. So that's kind of when I was really, that was my heyday of when I was watching when I was younger. And, and you know, I stopped watching it for a little while. And then I remember, I don't know, it was about six, seven years ago, six years ago or so, I was, didn't care who was playing Monday Night Football. And I was just flipping through the channel. I was like, I can watch Monday Night Raw in forever. And as soon as I turned it on Monday Night Raw, I see Triple H. I'm like, 
Is he still wrestling? Like, no freaking way. Like, there's no way he's still wrestling. And uh, I think Seth Rollins was champion at that point, too. He was a bad guy. Like, I don't know. It was just crazy to me because I was like, this guy, Triple H, who is, like, you know, who else is still there that is was there when I was a kid watching? But all good stuff. So, got promotions coming up. And uh, it's looking like you got a promising career ahead of you. You got any... Any other questions you got over there, Jr.? Yeah, I got uh, just a few more, uh, just because I just want to know. But so we look at wrestling again as an art form. Um, not a lot of people look at it as a sport. But I want to say this: what What's the best? Who's the best performer right now? And who is the best performer in the past, in your opinion? And I say performer because again, they're performing for an audience. And they're and again, it is wrestling. It's called World Wrestling Entertainment. But they are performing more for a cast of people than you know wrestling. So who who do you think the best performer is now, and who do you think the best performer was in the past? Um, best performer right now. Uh, I mean, like there's so many there's so many talented guys in WWE right now. Um, so that's kind of hard to choose from. I mean, like I can I can list a bunch of them. But if I, if I had to choose one right now, uh, I probably have to say the best performer in WWE right now is Seth Rollins right now. Um, I mean, like, he puts on amazing matches every night that he wrestles, you know, whether it be on Raw or at a pay-per-view. It's like you already know that his match is always going to be five stars, and he always leaves it all out there in the ring. So it's like I would say, like, right now, like, he's the best. Uh, right now in WWE, if uh, if we're just talking about like the main roster um, and NXT, I probably have to give that to Johnny Gargano. Like the dude's just so amazing, man. If I if you have not seen like anybody that's listening to this, if you have not seen a Johnny Gargano match, need to watch it. Invest in it, watch it because it's like his like every opponent that he has a match with, like it's always amazing, man. Yeah. Um, I... In the past. Mm, now how, now, how far in the past are we talking? Like, are we talking? In your lifetime, since you've been watching. Okay, see, that, like, that's what, well, see, like, what I mean is, like, you know, are we talking, like, uh, the golden era, the attitude era, ruthless aggression? Because, you know, I've been watching, I've been watching for a long time, man, so there's a lot of different uh, eras in wrestling. Let's, uh... You know, where there was top, there was top guys that, you know, were the best wrestlers, in my opinion. I mean, like, if we were talking, like, ruthless aggression era, I mean, like, you have Chris Benoit and Eddie Guerrero, man. And, and then, you know, if we're talking attitude era, you know, I would say HBK. Uh, I mean, like, also in the ruthless aggression, I would put Jericho up there, too. Um, I, I've always felt like, I always felt like Jericho was underrated in um, the ruthless aggression era compared to the other guys that was there. But, you know, he still stood out. And, I mean, like, he's still, you know, doing his thing to this day, like, Jericho is definitely the the Ric Flair of this generation of wrestling. I mean, you know, you always have your generation where it's like you always have that guy that, that's always going to be there. And, you know, Ric Flair was that guy, and now it's Chris Jericho. Because Jericho, he, he's done it all, man, and he's still doing it. So hats off to him. Um, yeah, like I said, Attitude Era, definitely, definitely Shawn Michaels. Um, and then, you know, for the Golden Era, my boy Randy Savage. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so two more questions, and I always ask this question because we, me and Je- as far as me and Jessica, not so much you because you actually do it. We always want to know who we could step in the ring with. You have a possibility of doing that. 
So I always ask this. I said, if you were in WWE right now, who would you have, love to have a match with, and what kind of match would it be? Uh, if I was in WWE right now, and I'd love to have a match against Daniel Bryan, because I feel I feel like that, that match would be uh, really fun, man. And you know, if it was just just a just a regular one on one match, no stipulations or, or special needs or anything like that, just a regular one on one match. Are we are we I'd talking like air throwing on, at ringside or? I mean, he can be there. <laughs> whether, I mean, yeah, whether whether he's there or not, I mean, yeah, definitely, definitely Daniel Bryan. So you just said you know brought up Daniel Bryan, and I brought up Eric Rowan. Brings me to my my last question: best tag team? Because me and Justin kind of go back and forth on this. Best tag team in WWE right now? So yeah, the best tag team in WWE, in my opinion, right now, will have to be the New Day. And the reason why I say that is because those guys. Even uh, you know when Kofi was with them, I mean, like you know they're still together now. But you know when they were just focusing on the tag titles and the tag team division, man, like those guys, it's like they always killed in every single match that they had. All three of those guys are very charismatic, and they always had the crowd in the palm of their hands. And you know even now, where it's like the focus is just on Biggie and Xavier Woods as the tag team units in the stable, it's like they're still doing the same stuff. It's like they haven't missed the beat. It's like every match that they have, it's always something different and unique. And the crowd is always into it. And like, in my opinion, it's like if you always have the crowd and do your matches, then it's like you'll never be able to do any wrong. You know, even if you mess up in, in, in your match, it's like as long as you got the crowd on your side, man, it's like they'll always back you no matter what. And these guys, it's like, but they've been a team now since 2015, and I remember when they first formed on Monday Night Raw when Xavier Woods came out to the ring during a tag match with Kofi and Big E, and, you know, he was just like, you know, it's time to make a change. And now, five years later, Kofi's WWE champion and Big E and Xavier are the SmackDown Tag Team champions. You know what I'm saying? So it's hats off to them for, you know, the longevity that they've had and the success that they've had and doing what they've done, what they've done you know what I'm saying? And I think uh, this is also like a first where it's like, you know, you've had, you know, a, a strong black team in WWE where it's like, you know, it's the main guy is WWE champion and then the other two are WWE tag team champions. You know what I'm saying? It's like never seen a stable like this in WWE at all. You've had stables with, you know, other strong black um, teams, but it's like they've never, you know, had the titles like that. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. So you mentioned the New Day, and I'm glad you did because I've always had this theory the last, I would say, year and a half. You think Big E's going to turn? It's like, you know, I hear that from people all the time. <laughs> I mean, it, it's got to be him, though, right? I, you know, guys, it's like, I, I hear this all the time, and people always bring it up. And I always say, it's like, I don't understand, like, why people want to see, you know, Big E turn on Kobe or why people want to see the New Day break up. It's like, man, it's like these guys are on a roller coaster right now, and they're still going. Like, they're still high. It's like, everybody loves them. I don't think that uh, we're going to ever see the New Day turn on each other. And if they do, then you come back to this podcast and say that I was wrong. But I don't think that we'll ever see them turn on each other. The only thing that I can ever see them doing is just going their separate ways. But it's like, even if they go their separate ways, they're still going to be brothers, you know what I'm saying? It's, right. it's not going to be like the Shield where Seth Rollins turned on Roman and Ambrose, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. Well, you know, you and know then, they, then they got back together, you know, years later and had the Shield, multiple Shield reunions. 
and that, that. Right. But uh, with, the, with the due date, it's like they're all brothers, man. And it's like, you know, I like I, I always love these guys, uh, you know, the brotherhood that they share with each other. And it's, it's not just, you know, us looking out for each other. It's us looking out uh, for all of us together. One for all, all for one. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, and you can definitely tell that in the ring, but... I just have a feeling, man. I don't. It must be a WWE thing or my way creative mind going on. I just think he's bound and determined to turn heel. But um, teacher's own, I guess. My opinion. Sure. But uh, that pretty much wraps up my questions for you. Um, I got one last question for you, Mr. Banks, before I let you go. And I want to thank you again for uh, for gracing us with your presence on the podcast today. Let me start by saying that. Uh, but I have one more question for you. And I think you kind of answered it a little bit ago. But I, I kind of want to follow up. I want to end it with, with this question right here and then give you an opportunity to, uh, to present your promo and everything like that again for your events uh, coming up in the near future. Um, we're building a Mount Rushmore right now, okay? Now, Mount Rushmore has the top superstars spanning all eras of wrestling, okay? Who would be on your Mount Rushmore if Benjamin Banks was to be the one with the chisel and the hammer? Uh, if I was going to do a Mount Rushmore of wrestling, uh, it would probably be Slayer, Austin, Taker, and Sting. Sting. Wow, Sting. Yeah. You let me down, man. You got to have The Rock in there. Come on. Give me a rock. Well, I mean, it's like The Rock is one of my favorite wrestlers, man. But it's like, it's like I, I, I can't put him on the, the uh, Mount Rushmore of wrestling. Now, if we were just doing, you know, a Mount Rushmore for WWE, then it would definitely be Taker, Austin, Rock, and Shawn Michaels. But uh, it's like if we're just talking about, like, the greatest of all time, I mean, you know, and, and I didn't put Hogan up there either, man. I mean, Hogan, he's he's a top dude, he, and uh, but I don't know, man. It's just hey, that's that's your Mount Rush. That's your Mount. Yeah, Benjamin Banks, Mount Mount Rush. Good stuff, Mr. Banks. Well, listen, I really, I really, really do appreciate you joining us on this uh, special podcast that we're doing today. And uh, thank you, you know, again for everything. Uh, tell me what. Tell us all one more time uh, where we can find you. Like online, you got a Facebook page, you got a website. What, what's, what's going on? Where can we find you? And where can we find more about the events that you are uh, going to be participating in? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at King Benji underscore Banks, and you can find me on Facebook. Just type in Benjamin Banks, and I will be the first person that pops up. Hopefully, if I'm not the first person that pops up then I would need to contact Facebook and have them fix that because Benjamin Banks is number one, baby. Well, I can I agree with that because I, I just sent you a, a friend request a minute ago, so. <laughs> and you're the first person that popped up. And, and, uh, I have my own podcast called Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks and make sure that you subscribe to those, like, and follow those as well on uh, Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. It is Leveling Up Banks. At Loveland Up Banks. There we go. So, yeah, that's where you can find all of my my stuff at. Oh, it's been an excellent talking with you today, Mr. Banks. Good luck at your upcoming events, and hopefully, uh, JR and I will see you very soon because we're yeah. going to be coming to Norfolk. Yeah, we're, we, yeah uh, before we get to Norfolk, uh, those those tickets will be at the uh, the table at the front, right, for TWO and all the all the people in TWO, right? <laughs> like, we get free tickets now? <laughs> no, nah, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> 
All right, Mr. Banks, hey, thank you for your time today. Have a great Labor Day weekend, and uh, we will, we'll try to find you when we get yeah. to the uh, to the scope on uh, Tuesday evening, maybe get a picture. Yeah, yeah, just, uh, just message me, and uh, if I'm still outside or if we're somewhere in the building, we can link up, and, yeah, we can take some photos. Right. Well, I'm putting you in the coquina clutch when I see you, so you, you get a random guy come up to you and put you in a coquina clutch, it's probably Justin. Well, I just know that I'll be able to get out of that when you try to do it because I can freeze time. So. <laughs> All right, Mr. Banks, hey, have a great weekend. We'll talk at you soon. Thank you, sir. All right, thank you. Thank you. Y'all have a good one, too. Thanks for having me on. All right, bye-bye. Benjamin Banks. Benjamin Banks. NBC in Virginia. JR, that was a, that was kind of a good find that you had. You're really starting to come into your own as this whole thing has been developing. I mean, you know, in the beginning, it was like, hey, JR is starting to get uh, but a little yeah. bit. Now it's like he's waist deep in the water. I mean, I do what I can do, Justin. You, you know how wonderful I am and or can be. So. Yeah, yes, I've heard it many times. Yeah, um, I, I, I got to live up to it i mean and i just I, can't say it so far so good okay i had so, i had to you today sir but the trick is who am i gonna find next who's next who's now oh, lord here we who's go next all right well this has been a special edition of a wwe mentality thank you for listening to me today and as always wwe mentality is all brought to you by obx chevy if the if the chevy man can't do it nobody can who can put you in the chevy the chevy man can at the foot of the right memorial bridge in kitty hawk Check them out online at obxchevy.com. JR, good to see you this morning. I missed you. I know, man. I, I could hear it in your voice dude. when I listened to your podcast the other day when you flew solo. You I was, just, dude. It was It was. You it was sounded a little me. lost, but now I'm here. I was. We're holding hands. No, we're not holding hands. Now I am found. <laughs> Thank found. you. As always, though, keep slamming and stay wonderful.